You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome to Hour 2 of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. My in-studio guest, Mr. Mark Chambers, Jr., he is a candidate for the second aldermanic district. And if that district number sounds familiar, that is the one that has been vacated by now Mayor Cavalier Johnson, Mr. Chambers Jr. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. So why would you want to, like in the times we're living in, why do you want to be an alderman now? Because once you get elected, assuming you do, it's all your fault. Crime, gun violence, reckless driving, car thefts. Uh, my garbage ain't getting picked up. My snow's not being plowed. It's potholes in the street. I don't like my neighbors. Something in general about white people. You're going to have to deal with all of those things once you get elected. Why would anybody in their right mind want to do this, Mark? Um, quite frankly, because I want to enact change. Um, you know, I come from a family of community uh, servants. Uh, my grandmother, uh, Lula Mae Chambers, um, those uh, those are old enough to remember my grandmother, um, know that she was very involved in the community from the 60s until the day she died in 2007. Um, she brought everyone together in the neighborhood, and I've seen that from early on. Um, in addition to that, I, too, have been a victim of Gun violence. I've been a victim of reckless driving. My father died. Uh, he was murdered due to gun violence, and a great friend of mine uh, was killed by a reckless driver in September. Um, I really just want to be that voice for the community that they can come and listen and have someone that's willing to do what it takes to make things right, and that's why I'm running. You know, it's going to be very difficult of a job because you're going to have a bunch of ideas. You're going to have the ideas of the people in the second district, and you're going to have to get support from members of the council in order to get the votes for whatever your ideas are. So I have to ask, do you have relationships with either any current members of the common council or any other elected officials? Because you can have the best ideas in the world that can change and fix everything, but if you can't get some kind of agreement on your specific ideas, and they're all going to fall on deaf ears. So are you willing to create and forge relationships with sometimes your political opposites in order to bring change to the community? I actually do. Um, I have uh, great relationships with uh, a number of members in the Common Council. I actually went to high school with Mayor Johnson. Uh, I graduated a year after me at Bayview. And also have uh, tons of relationships with lawmakers out in Madison that I can be uh, a voice in their ear to try to make things right uh, for the city of Milwaukee and in the 2nd District. If you could snap your fingers and change one thing in the city of Milwaukee, just one finger snap, one issue, what issue would you take away? Would you remedy? What do you think the biggest issue facing this city is right now? Reckless driving, hands down. Um, I've spoke to many people on the doors, and their number one concern was the reckless driving carjackings and, you know, break-ins. Me personally, I want to be that voice to hear from the community. Um, I want to go to those block parties. I want to go to those um, block watch meetings to just listen to what is needed. I actually stopped five kids just a week and a half ago from trying to break into one of my neighbor's car at 1030 at night, four of them wearing COVID masks outside in the dark. 
Um, you're up to no good. But we, ha as a community, we have to be willing to roll our sleeves up and get to work collectively with law enforcement and other community leaders to, you know, get down to the root of it. So that's my question. How do you fix reckless driving? Do you put up more roundabouts? Do you speed bumps, perhaps? Do you take somebody's car? Do you literally confiscate the vehicle? You tow the vehicle and you take it to the tow lot, make people pay all these fines. Like, what is the remedy for reckless driving? Because whatever it is we're doing right now, it ain't working. Is it more red light cameras? Is it all the above or none of the above? What are we missing? Well, we have those cameras that's up on major intersections like 60th and Capitol, which is in the 2nd District. I say use them. Um, you know, we, do, we will run into some of those that um, have no license plates or anything like that, but it's a start. Um, Mayor Johnson uh, established the towing of the cars for, you know, first time reckless driving. Do you agree with that? Snatch somebody's vehicle for driving. There's you have to do like a bunch of bad stuff. Drag right. racing, twenty five miles an hour over the speed limit. Do you agree with taking somebody's vehicle if they're doing any of those offenses? If you are doing reckless driving, something has to happen. You have to pay a consequence for your actions. Um, maybe that can be a start. We can start something with that, and then if it's not working, we can always go back to the round table and figure something out. But it takes community input in order to do that. And if it's something for, if it's something that the community likes and the community wants, we need to get it. The problem that a lot of local elected officials face is, look, a very small number of people are going to vote in that election. It's not going to be a big turnout election. And it might be higher than most because it's a November general election and usually our common council races are February primary April general. So you're going to get, you know, probably more than than usual, especially in this politically charged environment. You might win with 3000 votes. It's 50,000 people in the district. OK, mm -hmm. you have to balance. Do you make the 3000 voters happy or do you spend the overwhelming majority of your time trying to help and improve the lives of the people that a did not vote for you and never will vote for you because there's way more people that need help and need the services that will never ever vote no matter what you do. Maybe you get another 2 or 3% if you do a really, really good job. Mm -hmm. How do you weigh that? Because the 3,000 that vote, they want more police, right? They want heavy-handed police tactics. They want more red light cameras. They want to crack down on all sorts of violent crime. But then you have the other group of people that will be impacted by what the 3,000 voters want. So it's a line in which you're going to have to walk, and are you prepared to walk it? I am. Um, I am running to be alderman for the entire 2nd District. That is including the 3,000 that do vote for me, and that is also including those who don't support me, those who have different political views, and those who just won't change. Um, I'm here to be a voice for those in that district of change and action, um, and that's what I plan to do. How's your relationship with the mayor? Do you like him? I do. You do like What if you didn't like him? Would you say you didn't like him? Is he a good leader? Um, you know, I'm a pressure. I'm a, I'm a truthful person. Okay. Um, I have a good relationship with Mayor Johnson. Okay. Um, I do hope that he um, does what's right. And I, and I am I'm actually eager and um, excited to see what he's going to do uh, for the city. Yeah, I think we're all eager and excited. We have um, we've got a problem in the city. We had a few problems, actually. The Milwaukee Bucks is not one of our problems, so at least we got that, except I'm not too crazy about Giannis' baby mama, but that's another conversation.
We have, don't get me started on that, Mark. We have a number of, of young people who have been victims of, and I know you've got some personal connection with this, victims of, of gun violence. We just heard about a 15-year-old child that was just shot and killed, and on Saturday, two teenagers were also shot and killed at a McDonald's on 49th and Hampton, which also might be in the 2nd District, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, if not very, very close to the district in which you are running. Yeah. How do we address that? We need oper- We need things for our youth to do, honestly. And, and I know that's the the generic, you know, response of for it. But, you know, growing up, you know, we had things in school. I went to MPS. Um, we had, you know, programs such as the fine arts and music and also sports. I, I heard you speak earlier about, you know, the lack of sports that we have because of funding. Um, we need to bring those back. And me, I would definitely, as Alderman, I would definitely partner with those educational stakeholders and the MPS um, administration to try to find that funding or redirect that funding to reenact or reinstate those programs that we have because it's viable for our community. Um, and also we need things to do, especially within the second district. We have Midtown that is in the district that's right now is just empty. There's, there's nothing there. It's a desert. The kids used to be in the parking lot and hanging out because I, I ride my bike. Well, I used to ride my bike. I'm mm-hmm. tired of riding my bike now. So I used to ride my bike because it's a good workout between my house and Midtown. And I would go Saturday afternoons if it was a nice day, and I'd ride my bike. And it was just a bunch of kids in the parking lot. They weren't bothering anybody. They were dancing and playing music. Reminded me very much of my youth. And I was nostalgic for a minute. So that evening, 300 shots were fired in that exact same parking lot. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, continue our conversation with Mark Chambers Jr., who is a candidate for the second aldermanic district. That is a district left vacant when Cavalier Johnson became the city's 45th mayor. I want to ask you about money and funding and what do we prioritize? Where does, does the city spend its money to get the most bang for its buck in trying to remedy some of these issues that keep a lot of us up at night? The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back. It's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. So first of all, why is Carrie even here? If she's not producing my show, which I don't mind if she's not producing my show. I don't mind. But I thought she was going home or something. She got to do the news updates for Tori. That takes two minutes. You know how Carrie be. Yeah, shh. You gotta tell me twice. We're in the studio with Mark Chambers Jr. He's running for the second aldermanic district. So, a lot of people in the second district, Mark, are gonna complain about their property tax assessments. Yeah. It's crazy because black people are getting mad that their property is worth more. Can't believe that my property is actually going up in value. This is the worst thing that could ever happen. My investment in a home is actually realizing gains and I have more equity that I can borrow against or pay off debt or start a business. Oh, no, it's the worst thing ever. With the increased property tax assessments, which I know have hit the second district hard, we are going to potentially have an increase in property taxes, meaning the money that comes into the city that we need for more police. These red light cameras are not going to pay for themselves. You want more speed bumps. You want more anti-gun initiatives. You want more programs for the youth. All of that stuff gets funded off of the value of our property. When you become an older person, assuming that you win the race, you're going to have to decide every single year 
on the budget. You and your colleagues, Mayor Johnson is going to have his idea of a budget, which is going to be wrong. Common Council is going to have their idea of a budget, which is going to be wrong. There will be a compromise, and then you all will determine how the city is going to be funded for the next fiscal year. What would you prioritize as far as spending our tax dollars to get the most bang for our buck and to improve the quality of the most lives? Um, well, to your to your statement or segment with the tax rate, um, that is the second thing I've been hearing um, with the residents speaking in the second district. As you know, the tax rate is established by the Common Council with the help from the assessor. The assessor comes with the with the assessment, and then the Common Council comes with the tax rate. Um, personally, I will want to work with my colleagues in the Common Council to establish a true tax fairness. That way, because uh, a lot of the residents in the 2nd District has been worrying about, well, this lady, her name was Barbara, um, I spoke with, and she'd been living in her house for 33 years, and her property taxes or her evaluation went up $47,000. Um, she is on a fixed income, as most residents are in the 2nd District, or I won't say most, but some residents in the 2nd District, and she is, quite frankly, worried about getting priced out of her house. Um, we shouldn't have our homeowners worrying about that. Um, but also, we have to move forward as a city to collect our funds um, and collect the taxes correctly and efficiently. Um, what I would like to do or what i like to see with those tax dollars in addition to everything that you mentioned is make sure that we have equitable development in each district, including mines, just as much as downtown has been receiving because the equitable development going out of downtown has been by far tremendous. But I want to see that more in our in our in our cities and deeper in our city, especially on the north side. Um, you know, we like we spoke earlier about Midtown. That is a beacon. That is an opportunity that we can take and grasp and do some great things with it. It's going to take community help and it's going to take help from the city and also possibly the state. There used to be a Starbucks over there at Midtown. And somebody robbed Starbucks. Who robs the Starbucks? Like, what? it's hard to get development in places because like, we see. You know, Midtown, there used to be a Walmart over there, and you got Lowe's, a lot of square footage that is not being utilized at all. So if we get some big corporate client, like the amount of money the city would have to bribe a big corporate client with to get them to locate in that area, that's that's one thing. But then the other thing is, like, who's going to shop there? I've been saying the same thing about Northridge. I grew up in Northridge Mall. I love Northridge Mall. Mm -hmm. That's where I went to the movies. That's where I socialized with my friends. It's where I shopped, I Christmas shopped, I shopped for high school dances, my whole life sitting around that mall. And I want another generation of Milwaukeeans to be able to experience that, but we can't. As much as I want Northridge to be what it was 30 years ago, it won't be. So how do we, how do you repackage Midtown? And we've entertained ideas here because there's a huge amount of space, but also Capitol Court goes deep, deep into the history, the nostalgia of Milwaukee. Back when that was a majority white neighborhood. Yeah. People will talk about going to Capitol Court and seeing the holiday decorations and all the things that existed there. We can't just have the space that much square footage vacant because it's not collecting any property taxes and we need the money obviously for the city budget. But we also need to find a way to utilize that space to help bring incomes up. And just like we were pressing Chevy, what is he going to do with Midtown? I don't know if I heard much of anything when he was when he was in the uh, second district alderperson, let alone common council president. Now he's mayor. 
So do you have the solution or the fix or some ideas of what Midtown could and should be? Um, I don't necessarily have the end-all, be-all solution to fix Midtown. However, um, some ideas that I was thinking about was possibly doing the public market there. Um, you know, we have the new walkie that when we shut down um, Martin Luther King Drive in Wisconsin um, every what, Wednesday through the summer, how come we can't do that in Midtown where we, if you think about it, where that Walmart stands at, you have this op- this, this open space where the garden center used to be at and the parking lot is huge. Um, we can set up vendors there and open up a public market where it can be once or twice a month where we can bring members of the community there and have a safe and joyous time at Midtown. And that could be a start there um, where we can do that. I need to look and find out who actually owns that Walmart because obviously we have to cut Walmart. Yeah, that's what I I think. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have to look into that. But um, that is an idea that we can do because we don't have those events no more. We need to bring back the community feeling. And, you know, we need to bring back those days where, you know, where my grandmother was there, where where she lived off of 44th and Spencer, the whole neighborhood knew who she was. They knew not to act up. They knew not to, you know, do anything wrong. Otherwise, she was going to get you. Miss Mary next door was going to get you, and everyone else was going to get you. So we need to just go back to do that. And I'm not saying actually be the same as back in the 90s, but we need to bring that back to our youth and got to start somewhere. Yeah, I don't want to bring everything back from the 90s. There's a lot of good stuff about the 90s, like – the culture, the music, but there were some bad things about the '90s too. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, crack. So that's not. We don't need that to make a comeback. Speaking of crack and all things drug and drug enforcement, Mark, do you like the police? How do you feel about the cops? Um, I have some great friends that are um, policemen. Well, we and all fired do. Do you fire. like them? Do you like cops? I have no issue with the police. Okay. Um, however, the bad actors that are you know, giving the police officers a bad name need to be held accountable. Um, And it should be swift and it shouldn't go as long. Um, I do think that Chief Norman is doing the best that he can. And he's actually doing the best I've seen in quite some time as police chief. So I'm actually very excited to see what he's going to do and what he's going to continue to do and what um, what he's going to implement for the department in the future. Mayor Johnson may want the Milwaukee Common Council to allocate, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 million dollars to either hire new officers or to replace the officers that are retiring. That could be a sizable amount of money. Would you support, because that money, if it goes to police, that's going to take away from your youth program. It's going to take away from city funding for the public market at Midtown or Mm -hmm. other ideas that you may come up with. Would you prioritize more police over, because you got to make a choice. You can't necessarily do both. It's either more police or it's more community engagement, involvement kind of projects, where would you prioritize? I would have to take a look into the numbers and see what um, that would come in. But I'll also make sure that I'm, whatever I vote and whatever I decide will be within the best interest of the 2nd District. Going to take a break. Well, no, not yet. No, no, I'm not taking a break yet. Not just I'm not letting you off the hook just yet, Mark. Why don't we do this? We're talking about the 2nd Automatic District like everybody who's listening knows the boundaries because there's folks that might take an interest in you and your campaign and would like to vote for you, but they may not live in the district in which you are representing. So some boundaries so people know 
what geography the second district entails. Mm -hmm. um, so I go south as Capitol Drive. Um, I start at 51st um, and go to 76 and Capitol Drive. Um, the northern part is Mill Road, has a little piece of 91st going to Good Hope. Um, west, I go up to 107th. Um, in it's Appleton. a very big district. Yeah, it's big. very oddly shaped. It's a lot of doors you got to knock on. Hey, I'm ready for the work. Okay. Are those the district boundaries? Give me the district boundaries one more time. I interrupted you. So I go to south to Capitol mm -hmm. um, from 51st and Capitol, Fond du Lac, uh, up to 76. Okay. Uh, north, I have mainly Mill Road, but I do have a small piece, and I think it's River at River Woods. Uh -huh. um, the uh, the neighborhood goes to 91st in uh, Good Hope, and also go west to uh, 107th um, in Appleton. Or Mill Road, I should say. Sorry. In the residents that you have talked to so far, mm -hmm. what are people saying? What's on their minds? Are you first of all, are people even opening the door? Because I remember during the campaigns of 2020, most residents weren't even coming to the door. So if people are even answering the door, are they receptive? Are they willing to talk? And if they are receptive and willing to talk, what in the heck are they saying? They're actually opening the doors and willing to talk. I have great conversations with a lot of individuals, a lot of constituents of the second district during the time to gain the signatures. Um, I have since turned in my signatures, 420 signatures to be exact. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. You announced your campaign officially yesterday. Correct. So you're officially a candidate for the second district. Mark Chambers, Jr., it's official now. Yep. Congratulations and all the other stuff. All right. What are the residents saying? Um, the residents want change. Um, they are, quite frankly, tired of what we spoke about. They're, they're tired of the reckless driving um, a lot of them want speed bumps but a lot of them don't know how to get those speed bumps um, so um, I might would you put it out there like now and I was as I was explaining to people um, so those that are listening who was inquiring about a speed bump you need to have 20 people in your on your block willing to sign up for that speed bump on your block the speed bump actually costs money the speed bump will cost $800 to get on your block However, of those 20 people that sign the, um, the agreement to get the speed bump, it will be placed on your property taxes. So you don't have it coming up up front. And I think it's a one-time charge of $800. To be split amongst the 20, 20 people. Correct. I bet that changes a lot of minds because people want something. They want a government service. But then they realize, that, wait a minute, oh, we got to pay for this? Money just doesn't fall out of the sky? Oh, I thought the government had money. No, nah, if you want a speed bump or other amenities, you're actually going to have to to pay for it. and I bet you that disappoints some people. But those that are really motivated, I'm sure they'll pay the the eight hundred dollars even though we're in a climate where property tax assessments are going up. I mean how I look at it is how I look at it is if you want safety, you want safe streets, you want your children to be playing outside and actually have a life outside of electronics and things that such like I do, um, is forty dollars worth the investment um, to do that. I quite frankly think it is. We're going to take a break, come back, continue our conversation with Mr. Mark Chambers, Jr. He's a candidate for the 2nd Aldermanic District. That is the district left vacant by now Mayor Cavalier Johnson. You're listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on the new 101.7 FM. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Congratulations, Truth listeners. You've heard about me discussing the dream of owning your own home with Axe Housing and the black community is making home ownership happen. Last year, 145 black families successfully purchased their first homes. They work with their Axe Housing coach to create a plan and a budget, and on average, they receive $7,000 in down payment assistance. 
If you're not dreaming of home ownership by now, you should be. You can work with Axe Housing and they will help you do all the things that you need so you too can become a homeowner. You can get started on virtual orientation by clicking on the truth link at axehousing.org. Don't let where you are financially today get in the way of your future. Axe coaches are here to help. That's axehousing.org. Mr. Mark Chambers is in the studio. Mark, is this your first time running for office or are you like Aisha Griffin who runs for office daily? Oh, she's... I found out she's not suing me anymore. She sued, she was suing me in federal court because, well, we don't know, but I, I believe, and Mark, you came with the good news that the suit has been dropped. That You didn't know I was getting sued, Zach? No, I knew you were getting sued. Okay, damn. Are you in the lawsuit, too? What are you saying? No. Nah, I get sued I just, all the time. I got sued. I don't know what it is about people thinking they can just sue me. And it's never, for, eventually, somebody's going to sue me for something good, but... All the other lawsuits that I've had have been frivolous. So Aisha Griffin, she runs for office a day, every day. Um, are you like Aisha Griffin, Mark? Do you run f- for political office every three hours? Um, no, this is actually my first time running. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is your first actual political campaign. I know you've been around campaigns before. You've been helpful in other people's campaigns. What's it like having your own campaign that you are the center of? Uh, it's an experience. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I have helped out on multiple campaigns, um, and it was more the mentality of, hey, I'm helping out this individual because I support their message and their mission, to now, hey, this is mine, so I wanted to um, grow and I wanted to run efficiently and effectively. Um, so you kind of have to put on multiple caps while running. You got to raise money. I do. And it's not a secret. Like, I don't want to, like... We're not keeping that a secret from anybody. Campaigns need money because you can have the best message in the whole world. I'm going to fix everything. I'm going to fix the streets. I'm going to fix the people. I'm going to more cops, less cops, train the cops, something with the cops, blah, 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 property taxes. If you don't have the money to get your message out, it falls on deaf ears. It's an unfortunate thing about political campaigns because you got to obviously you got to knock on a lot of doors you got to talk to a lot of people that's the labor that you can control but then all the doors you can't get to the apartment complexes you can't get in you might want to mail them something well that mail costs money Mm -hmm. somebody has to design the mail somebody's got to send the mail you got to pay for postage on the on the mail you might want to run ads on 1017 the truth they're not free if you want to run ads you're going to need money to run ads i don't know you might want to do a digital ad you know when you go to youtube mark Mm -hmm. and you want to watch a youtube video real bad but you can't because the ad that's playing before you can watch a YouTube video, you might want to utilize some of those for your campaign. You actually can target ads so that only people in the second district can see those YouTube ads. I said all that to say this. All that stuff costs money. Where's the money going to come from, number one? Number two, are you independently wealthy and not telling us? Are you going to fund this whole campaign out of your own pocket? No. You're not I, rich? I am not rich. You look rich. No. No? no? I'm, I'm You're not wearing, wealthy? I'm wearing a blue polo and khakis. So, you look like a so. working man, but sometimes working <laughs> people are very rich, so you're not rich. So where's, how are you going to raise the money? Where's it going to come from? What are you going to do? How are you going to get it? Um, this is going to be a grassroots. Um, you know, it's going to get to the people, and hopefully I can um, reach out to enough people that's willing to support my mission and support my admiration of becoming order for the second district. Um, I have a lot of friends and family that I've been reaching out to. Um, I do have a website, uh, markchambersjr.com. Um, so if people want to learn more about me and 
you know, just give. Uh, that's that's great. Uh, so how I'm running it is, as I mentioned, grassroots. I'm going to hit the door. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to hear their stories and, and try to gain a common ground with each and every one of the constituents in the 2nd District. And, you know, I, I plan on speaking to any and everybody who's willing to listen. And if they're willing to donate money, that'd be great. I'm going to work hard for every penny that I receive, and it's going to be put to great use. You're walking around, talking to neighbors, knocking on doors. You come up to a house, four kids on the porch. None of them are 21. Two of the four are drinking. The other two are smoking marijuana cigarettes. Do you go up to that house while you're out there campaigning and knocking on doors, or do you conveniently skip that house? And if you do go up to that house, what do you say to engage those young people? Two are drinking, two are smoking weed. I go to every house. I do not discriminate a house. Um, It can be a dilapidated house. And if people are living there and want to listen, I'm there. Um, To answer that question, how to speak to them, I would try to find a commonality. I mean, even if they are smoking or drinking, there's something that we can relate to and what we want to accomplish as humans, um, not only as constituents of the second district, but just as normal humans. Um, so just finding that. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we'll strike a chord and sometimes we won't. But at least I'll definitely have the courage and the admiration to go speak to any and everyone at all, at all times. What if they offered you a beer? Would you take it? I don't drink. Really? You don't? No. Oh, that's... Well, I don't... Well, let me rephrase that. I don't drink... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't drink... Not, while I'm working, while I work, don't do that. Okay. I don't do that. I drink socially. Okay. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Are you a role model, Mark Chambers Jr.? I like to think I am. I'm a role model to my children. Who do you look up to? I started the show wondering who our young people aspire to be. Is there anybody? Is it... Is it yeah. the governor? Is it the mayor? Is it is it President Barack Obama? Is it a musical artist? Who who do young people look up to? Because I think that they are being they're being misguided by something or someone. Mm-hmm. So let me just rewind and rephrase that question. Who do you? You're 36 years old, still yeah. a young man. Yeah. Who do you look up to? Who did you look up to? Who do you aspire to be? Who's like a a guiding guiding light in your life? Who can I think? It's a lot of people. Um, you know, it's different paths of life. Um, I was raised by my grandmother, uh, Lula Chambers. I was raised by my great aunt, Maddie Sharp, who lived to be uh, two weeks from 102. Um, I I have aunts and uncles. Um, I have cousins. Uh, I have a significant other who I actually look up to. Um, And my children, you know, while I'm a role model to them, they are an inspiration to me and I strive to be the best person for them and they show me how to be that best person and um, I'm very thankful for those that are in my life and that's going to continue to be in my life and I just want to take what I learn and what I'm learning to pass that on to the constituents in the second district. I don't know if enough young people see our elected officials. First of all, I don't think they see them. That's number one. Being visible is extremely important. So even if you do not get elected, and this is a, a commonality with candidates, they run for office and, oh, they love everybody. They love the community. They love the old people. They love Miss Nancy who lives on the corner. Mm-hmm. They run for office, they lose, and they completely disappear. They evaporate. Will you commit to still be involved and engaged with the people? 
most, of the second district in the events you don't win? Most definitely. Um, me personally, uh, I come from the financial sector. Um, I continue to teach financial literacy courses to the members of the community at various locations. Um, I currently sit on Governor Evers' Financial Literacy Council as an advisor, been in it for two years. Um, and also I'm a member of the Greater Milwaukee African American Business Resource Group that is guided to um, attract and retain uh, people of color and put them into um, manager and um, senior roles in Milwaukee. Um, so, Mark, we should have started with that. I don't know you did all those things. You had to brag on yourself, brother, man. I, I'm modest. I, you know, I, I let my actions speak for me. I do what I have to do. And those that know me and those that respect me, I would definitely um, put that out there. But, you know, I have to, you know, do my I don't need to toot my own horn. I, I, I do this because I, I want to and I want to be that um, voice and that person for the community. So I'm going to continue to do that regardless. Well, now you got to toot your own horn. I never even asked you what you did for a living. Every time I see you, Mark, you just look like you got money. Because, like, every time I see him, he ain't never at work. You know what I mean? He's always just people. Thank you. Whenever you just see people, hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm like, wait a minute. It's working hours. What are you doing out here, sir? So, Mark, what do you do? What's your nine to five or your entrepreneurial endeavors i'm a business consultant for a nonprofit for oh. uh community related training out in milwaukee uh, it's geared to assist uh, other small businesses to work more efficiently that's very good did you go to a college or a fancy school or technical school or one of those things uh, so I graduated from Bayview. Um, from Bayview, I went to uh, Milwaukee area, uh, MATC, mm -hmm. um, where I was the vice president of the Black Student Union. Look there. at all that stuff you got on your resume you yeah. ain't telling nobody about. <laughs> uh, I currently am enrolled at Concordia University, finishing up my uh, degree in business administration or business management. You know, Dr. Ken Harris would love that. Dr. Ken he Harris is the most pro-Concordia human being. I've, they're going to name that damn school after him one of these days. So that's good, Mark. <laughs> I do want to ask you about financial literacy. So June is financial literacy month, and we take that very, very serious here because a lot of the issues that we hear as hosts revolve around the whole gamut of financial issues, people not having enough money or when they get money, they don't know what to do with it. You know, as African-Americans, we know there's a tremendous wealth disparity. That impacts the constituents in the second district, no doubt. Hmm. So how do you roll in our lack of understanding of money into your political campaign and your platform and how you lead? Because it's hard for us to be successful if we don't know, know what to do with money. So we're going to pause there, take a break, come back. And Mark Chambers, Jr., who is running for second district alderman, is going to teach each and every one of you how to be rich. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. On Thursday, May 19th, join Sharp Literacy for the 7th Annual Unwrapped MKE Fundraising Event from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at 3rd Street Market Hall. Unwrapped MKE is an evening of community, creativity, and mmm, yummy food. Top area chefs will create gourmet appetizers, entrees, and dessert bites using McDonald's ingredients. The fundraiser will support sharp STEAM-based educational programs serving thousands of urban elementary students in 49 Milwaukee, Waukesha, and Racine schools. For tickets, visit sharpliteracy.org. 
And to celebrate high school seniors, we here at 1017 The Truth have partnered with UW Credit Union for the Senior Spotlight from now until May 20th. We want your high school seniors to submit their special stories by applying for the UW Credit Union Senior Spotlight. Five of these special seniors will be awarded a $500 Amazon gift card and a very fancy, very shiny 1017 The Truth plaque. We give the best plaques. Big, beautiful plaques. Visit UWCUSeniorSpotlight.com to submit your story today. All stories must be submitted no later than May 20th. And thank you to our partner, UW Credit Union. They are here for every you. Get that plaque, high school seniors, and put it put it on your wall, whatever, with your other plaques. Mark, how do black people get rich? <laughs> um I think it starts for <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a legitimate question because somebody says, oh, Sherwin, do you have any questions for me, whoever that person is? But yeah, how do, how do I get rich? What do I need to do? I don't have the blueprint of uh, getting rich. I just have the blueprint of working hard. You're going to bump your head. Um, me personally, I've, I've been through life experiences. I'm mm-hmm. not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Um, but I also take those experiences and turn them into positives. Um, me personally, my work in the, fina- in the financial sector uh, brings me to people in all ways of uh, all walks of life. Um, so financial literacy is very important to me. Um, you know, what I think financial literacy is, our youth needs to know how to balance a checkbook. They need to know how to write a check. <laughs> they need to know how to use cursive and sign their names. For those of you that disagree with me on this, because they're not teaching cursive writing anymore in some schools because they say that people don't need it. Like, how deficient is somebody if they can't sign their own names? I just had to throw that complaint out there. Yeah. I, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I had to personally teach my son how to write cursively from age 8 to age 11. Um, you know, he was like, Dad, do I keep doing this? Yes, you need to know how to sign your name. Like, it's just... It's like typing. It's like a skill you're going to need. Yeah. But balancing a check, but, oh, that's old school, like an old school check register. Because mm-hmm. now you can just go online and you check your balance and you, you know, see where your money is coming out when your direct deposits come in. But what if that system goes down? Like, how would people know how much money they actually have in a bank? So keeping a register is still really important. Exactly. And all also, those individuals, including our youth, need to know how to pay themselves first. Um, they need to know how to make their money work for them. How do I pay myself first, Mark? Um, what do you? Well, let me ask you this: yes. What do you use? What do you use for um, you know your daily payments? Like, what do you use when you go to the grocery store or when you pay your bills? How do you do that? Debit card, a specific debit card for monthly expenses. So entertainment, travel, food is a specific checking account. So when that money is gone, then that means I'm not going on no trips. I'm not going out to eat. That's it. But I got a specific account for those recurring expenses. So you use a checking account, safe to say. That's right. right. So why are you not using what this, um, you know, what America gave us, credit. Why you don't use that in order to uh, pay those monthly expenses, especially if you have that money allocated for you? Ah, glad you brought that up. On other expenses, say services, my uh, my Wii Energies, my internet, um, my water bill, other things that I may purchase, I use a cash back 
credit card where I'm not only building credit, I'm getting 2% on all of my purchase. And of that 2%, and holy smokes, that adds up. I take that money and I put it in a brokerage account. Maybe I'm not the right one to be having this discussion with. Oh, you're definitely the right one to have this discussion. You think so? Am I doing this wrong? No, you're not. Okay. No, you're not. Because I will challenge you to use that same cash back credit card for your entertainment as well and use that money that you allocate in that so you can get more cash back. You can put more money into that brokerage account where you're paying yourself more first. I don't like the fact that you're right. But I also like to keep my balances low because I got a hell of a FICO score. If I told y'all what my FICO score is right now, there would be women lined up at the studio when I get off air. My credit score is the sexiest thing about me. It's, it's dripping with sex, my credit scores. And more and more people, especially those young, young individuals in Milwaukee, don't even know what a FICO score is. Mm. They don't even know the FICO score is, and everyone wants – what I hear from my the younger people that I speak to going into the doors, they mention that they want to start their own business. They want to buy their first house. But how are you going to do that when you don't know that? Um, so that's why me, as Alderman, I'll provide those resources, so I'll be a personal resource to them and connect them with programs like Secure Futures. Uh, Secure Futures is guided. Um, Brenda, uh, for Secure Futures, she actually sits on the uh, Governor's Council with me. Um, it's a great program where she can, uh, where they actually help with youth and learn those individuals where they can set them up for success um, as they grow older. And I think that actually will, in turn, uh, help our economic stability in not only the second district, but also in the city of Milwaukee. Um, in addition to that, me personally as alderman, um, I would create a actually a city-sponsored youth financial council where we will have uh, individuals from all automatic districts come together and help them become champions where they can take it out to go and give um, the, ed- the education that they learn from us to their counterparts. Um, because I think it's so imperative because Let's face it, when I went to school, I was thankful enough to have um, my elders teach me a little something, but I didn't know everything. So when I got to college, I got like a credit card for like $5,000 and I cashed out. (laughs) Went to drinking, I I did a lot. And oh, I gotta pay that back. Oh, snaps. Oh, what what can, oh, how much? It's very easy to spend money you don't have, isn't it? (laughs) Right. It also teaches a level of responsibility that you only learn through trial and lots of error. Yep, and you know, and it, I got to a point where I had to use what you know America gave us, you know, and you know I I filed bankruptcy before me personally, um, and you know, but I'm taking that experience and what I need to do because that that gives me an opportunity for a second chance, and um, I'm going to take that and and speak my truth and speak my story um, to the constituents of the second district. Speak your truth here on 1017 The Truth. Exactly. I think I need to speak a little truth. Here's my problem, okay? I know how to pay myself. I put money away, even though I believe we're entering into a bear market. And I'm not going to talk about that now. I'll talk about that later. So I've got investments. I've got the equity in my home. I've got other couple of financial instruments because I want to be rich like Mark one day, okay? But here's the problem that I have. Yesterday, for some reason, oh, I was sick yesterday. <coughs> That's when I, when I stayed home yesterday because I was sick. <laughs> you can still hear it a little bit. <laughs> I decided out of nowhere that I needed a copper ice bucket mm. from Amazon. 
so I bought it. Sometimes it's too easy, Mark. It's too easy to satisfy our desires and wants on a whim and then make it easy. I ordered a copper ice bucket with my phone only using my thumb. So I need to be a little bit more careful with my spending. Now, here's the thing. I do quite a bit of entertaining. You know, I'm a bachelor. got a beautiful bachelor pad. I have people come over to the house. We have cocktails. We speak in a very sophisticated tone. Because here's what's going to happen. Somebody's going to come to the house. I'm going to have a little get-together. A little classy, sophisticated get-together. May or may not have strippers there. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. And you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, wow, that is a nice copper ice bucket. So that's why... I buy things because my, I went to Sherwin's house and when they talk about the shindig that I had at my house, which is going to be, it's going to be stellar, it's going to be incredible. No, Zach, you can't come because you're too young. You're not ready to see what grown folks actually do. But hang on, they're going to come away with, he had a, this copper ice bucket. It was just, it was immaculate. So should I curtail my spending on frivolous things, Mark? Because I'm not going to get rich doing that. Most, most definitely should curtail on that. Have a rummy sale. Sell that ice bucket. Someone else is no. Someone else might want to do it. Can I ask you a question? Do you have a do you do you have an ice dispenser at your house by chance? Yes. Do you have a plastic bowl? Of course. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm, first of all, I'm Sherwin Hughes. It's um, it's the image. When somebody comes to Sherwin Hughes's house, they need to see and understand that I really am royalty. They need to st- like MTV Cribs. You know what I mean? When you walk into my house, it's like oh, people, are like, oh my, that's what I want them to be saying when they walk into my house like, oh he is a radio star look at this look at this foyer is that what it's called a foyer a, a yes. foyer yep oh i don't have one but whatever <laughs> I, I want people to be impressed with a plastic bowl would just work as sufficient do as i come across bowl. as a plastic bowl kind of guy i hope not why is it all why is it silent here all of a sudden why are you wiping sweat zach mark it's been an absolute pleasure mark chambers jr candidate Second aldermanic district. The primary is August 9th. Tuesday, August 9th. And the general election is? Tuesday, November 8th. November 8th and August 9th. Mark those dates down on your calendar. Good luck to you, sir. We'll talk to you very soon. And I hope the campaign goes your way. The truth with Sherwin Hughes will be back for hour three.